0: Hey guys, this is Jason Dunaway with Prophetic Pilgrimage. I'm here to share with you some insight into your journey in hearing the voice of God, talking about certain aspects of the gift of prophecy, and hosting special guests to hear about how God has led them on their journey. You can also check out my website at propheticpilgrimage.com. Awesome. Okay guys, it's Jason uh, back on here with an amazing interview. With Allison Michelle, and so I'm excited about it. Um, Allison has actually written a book called Citizens of Heaven. She just released it um, a few short months ago, and so the book's really a parent-child guide through life's big issues. And so, um, a little backstory on her, I mean, our in our friendship. And so, me and Allison, um, we actually go to the same church together. And so, um, I released a book back in October, and so Allison came to me and um was very curious about releasing a book as well and so um i actually connected her with nick poe at the tall pine book so if you're wanting to read a book you should definitely go um definitely go check him out connect with him um he's awesome he's amazing and so i really wanted to get her on here because she has an amazing testimony um she's an amazing person she has such a gift um uh, to communicate um uh, with people with families with kids and so um allison how's it going
1: Wow. Thank you, Jason. It is going so well, and I'm really excited about this podcast and really excited to be on, and such an honor to be recognized by you, and I just really appreciate you um, helping me, truly. If it wasn't for you, I don't know where I would have gone with my book, so you really kind of paved the way for me with that, so I really appreciate it, and I'm super excited about being here.
0: Well, I appreciate it. I'm super encouraged by you. I'm super encouraged by your book as well. From what I've read, it's super powerful. It's super profound. And so I'm just really pumped about kind of really just talking about it and talking about your story. And so um, just so, uh, you know, for everyone out there that's listening to this, um, tell tell a little bit about yourself and just your background.
1: Well, I um, grew up in a really – loved and wonderful family and um had a great great life but i was very um i was very hungry to know god but was very confused about who he was and his love for me honestly and because i felt like god was so out of reach and so far away i felt like I had to work to earn trust and love with God. And so that really kind of, it really messed me up and led me down a pretty difficult path for many years in my life. And I, um, when I found out who God really was, my life radically changed. And that was in the midst of the craziest, hardest time in my life. And So when that happened, I I basically, everything in my world shifted. And since then, that was a little over 15, almost 16 years ago now. And since then, my life has been all about Jesus and all about um, living for him and walking with him. And I just have a heart and a passion to share with others who he is and the truth about him and really to expose a lot of the lies that I bought into a lot of the things that I grew up believing a lot of areas where the enemy, um, had strongholds in my life. And so my heart in, in this book citizens of heaven is to share that with families, with parents, um, mostly with preteens and teens, because, um, I want them to know that they can walk through those challenging years with God. And, um, the things that I didn't know basically are the things that I put in this book, the stuff I wish I had known then, yeah. the stuff that God has shown me now.
0: Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, do you want to, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of your testimony? Um, I know that in your book you there's it seems like the books really inspired by your brother almost as if, because the way that in, and we can get into that in a minute about your brother, but I would love to, to really hear, um, that testimony kind of leading up to where you are now, if you don't mind talking about it.
1: Yes, I would love to. Um, yes, my brother, it it, it is the biggest part of my life and my testimony. Um, I kind of, I grew up in his shadow, honestly, which, yeah. which I loved because he was super awesome. And, um To this day if anybody on earth reminds me of Jesus, it would be him. Uh-huh. Um, he was super loving and amazing, and um it was just really easy for me to follow in his footsteps and um you know that all that was not always good but um but um even you know in my high school years and college years, we lived together, we were super close and had all the same friends listen to the same music, just did the same things. And, um, so when I was 27 years old, I, um, it was July 1st, 2004. And I got a phone call from the Murphy County Sheriff's Police Department and they were looking for, um, someone related to my brother. And at that time, he and his wife and three-year-old son were on a trip at this time, my nephew's in critical condition. I mean, everything in my world is rocked and shaken. And so I saw the case of the mandolin and I went to to get it and I opened it up. And when I opened it up, it was completely and totally crushed. Oh, man. And, I, and that was the moment when I said, like, I really, I think that was the moment when I just I felt like I was looking at my brother the person that I loved most on earth, just it was like I was seeing him in his death, truly. And but I saw this little piece of paper under the the mandalong. I'm having this overwhelming feeling, and my brother's friend just starts to pray. And all I know is that the biggest wail of grief just came out of me, and then I felt the Lord and His Spirit begin to fill me. And as I'm watching these fireworks, it was like he took me into heaven and I could just see in the spirit or with my heart's eyes, I could see heaven. And I knew in that moment that it was just a the tiniest glimpse that the Lord was giving me. I've always explained it. If you were to take one tiny grain of sand and measure it against all the sand on the earth, that was the glimpse that I felt like I was getting. But that glimpse was enough. It was enough love. And then it was so amazing that it was enough to carry me through many lifetimes. And when I saw, I saw that my brother and his wife were in heaven and I saw that everything was gonna be okay. And in my words, never do this encounter justice, but I saw what Jesus had done for them. And I saw that because of what he had done, that they were gonna live in eternity with him forever. And I saw that, and it was like he showed me, and I didn't even know the scripture at a time, but this life is just a mist. Like, we are just here for a little while, and then it van, and then, and then we're there in eternity. And it was yeah.
0: in that moment
1: that I realized that life was all about Him. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazing. And then I had this dialogue with the Lord because I, all that stuff in me that was, but what about all these things I have done, all the wrong things that I wrestled with all the time? And I instantly felt the Lord's love over all those places and all the insecurity I had. I, he literally told me, I don't know how to explain it, but he said, you are beautiful. And I had never felt that in my lifetime. And in that moment I felt so loved and that I belonged. And even though I had just lost everything, I, I wanted to just, give him all the guilt, all the shame, all the hiding, all the running, all the stuff. Like I just let it go. I let it all go. And I would cry and then he would fill me and I would let it go and he would fill me. And, and that was the beginning of me becoming alive. That was the beginning of a new life for me in the darkest of times, in the hardest of times he showed me that he had everything that I needed and that he always would. And he also showed me that my nephew would be okay and that he had everything that he needed. And it was just the most amazing experience that I had ever could dream of. And it was more real to me even than anything around me. And it it was so transformational that people could not understand what I had experienced, and the days that followed. Um, at that time, I was so shy and so afraid to speak in front of other people. But I felt so led to stand up at my brother and sister-in-law's funeral, and yeah. the Lord gave me the word to say. And and that was the beginning of uh, what I felt feel like He had put in my heart that he had always known uh, just my desires and and the calling that I had always known was there, but didn't understand. Yeah. And so um, that has, it's been a journey since then. I've faced other difficult and hard times, but I have walked with him through every single one of those. And yeah. he has been with me and I would still, I would still grieve and, Weep and and miss my brother and my sister in law, but but I never did that alone. I never went through that alone. He always was right there in the depths of my hurt and my pain, and and still is to this day. When whenever I face any kind of trial or challenge, I immediately go to him, and so that knowing him and and waking up to the truth and the love and the goodness of God that I never knew just sent me on a journey that I long to share with others, with people that don't know it. I want them to see and hear and taste and see that the Lord is good.
0: Yeah. That's really good (laughs) testimony, but I haven't heard it. I haven't heard you, um, I guess, present it in that way before. And so I think that was really, really good. And so um, you mentioned uh, um, when you when you read that note uh, or that song that your brother wrote, you said in that, in that moment, you said you could feel God, like he filled you, but you also said that you saw in the spirit, like you had this encounter with God. Now, was that like your first encounter with God? Was it like your first real encounter, tangible encounter with the Lord?
1: You know, I think growing up, um, when I was real young, I had some really cool encounters, um, just in prayer for, for, um, a little girl one time, the Lord showed me something about her and I was able to pray for her. We were like six or seven years old and there were a couple things like that, but when it came to like encountering him and his heart, that was definitely the first thing. And it was very profound. And, um, there were many to follow. After that, I was so awakened and to this day, I'm 43 years old. I see him always. I, um, you know, I see him in so many things and I hear him and, and encounter him and interact with him. But that was absolutely the most profound and life changing thing at that time.
0: Yeah, that's really good. And, you know, I think you mentioned this in your book as well but you hear it all the time. And so I'll even say this too, but like, you know, one encounter with God can change everything. It can change your entire life. It can change the trajectory of, you know, who you, who you are, where where you've meant to be, who you've meant to become, it changes everything. And so I just think that that's uh, just so, so incredible. And so I think sometimes um, people tend to water down their encounters with the Lord and I had a conversation with someone, I don't know who it was, I don't remember who it was a long time ago, but they were talking about, yeah, I just heard God say this. And I was like, I was like, Yeah, but you heard God, and they're like, What do you mean? I'm like, you heard God speak to you. That's an encounter with God. Whether God gives you one word or he gives you a vision, like he gave you and and he filled you in that moment, and like he he met you in the place that you were hurting the most. He encountered you. And out of that moment, out of that small, well, I wouldn't even say it was a small moment, out of that profound moment, it changed everything about your life since then. And now here you are with a book called Citizens of Heaven, you know, and you've accomplished other things as well. And so it's like, I think people can water down their encounters, but like encounters with God are not just something that I've learned, just like kind of navigating the prophetic, but also like diving into it, but also walking as a son, because that's so important to me outside of the gifts. But one thing that I've learned is that uh, not obviously not to water down the encounters with that you have with God, but your encounter, you don't have an encounter for the sake of an encounter. You have an encounter because it's meant for somebody else. And so, and this is just me spitballing here. And so that encounter that you have, yes, it was meant for you and it was good for you, but it was also meant for the world because something inside of you or something was deposited inside of you. And so now you have this book, the, the same thing that was deposited in you that day. I feel like it's in this book. I feel like that's what you put in this book. And I feel like that's what people are getting. People are saying, oh, this must be the encounter that she had because this, this is what was deposited in her. And so there's a verse in it. Ephesians is my, by far my most favorite book in the Bible because it talks about the gifts, but it also talks about who we are, sons and daughters, what we have access to, heaven and so it talks about, you know, being a good steward, being a son, and it talks about, you know, honoring your mother and your father, honoring your parents, you know, and so on and so forth. It talks about everything, walking as a new creation, but there's a verse in Ephesians 1-3 that says, blessed be the God and our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, and so I just think, just thinking about citizen of heaven, thinking about your encounter, thinking about the stuff that you've gone through and where you're at now. I just think about how you're seeing the spiritual blessings that you have in heavenly places. Like you're seeing those. It's almost like you're pulling on those and you're, you're using them to lead other people into truth of who they are and their identity in Christ. And so um, I I seriously just love that so much. And I hope that makes sense um, to you. I hope it makes sense to everyone else that's out there listening to this. And so this is so cool. I love talking about encountering God because that's what he loves to do. He loves to encounter his kids. And so um, I really want to move into uh, your book. because I mean, this is this part of what this podcast is about. It's talking about your book called Citizens of Heaven, Eternity, All Access. And so um, if, you, if, you would, uh, if you want, tell us a little bit about what the book's about and really what inspired you um, to write it.
1: Yeah. Um, so the encounter that I had that we were just talking about, uh, once that happened, I knew that God wanted to use that and the other things that he was showing me. I knew that that there was something that I was supposed to do. And I can tell you that I tried other things, thought it was different things. And, um, but along the way I learned a lot and honestly, I didn't even know I was writing a book at first. Um, I just knew that the Lord was telling me to start writing this stuff down. And so I was like, I finally, I mean, I probably took longer than it should have, but I finally just said, okay, when 2019 started, I was like, I'm going to sit every day because my kids were in school and I had time and I would just sit with the Lord and spend time with him and just kind of started building this. And I felt like he told me, you know, if you build it, they will come. And at times I really, I really it's good not... and
0: cliche, but it's like still really good at the same time.
1: Exactly. And, <laughs> um, and so in faith, you know, I just, I spent a lot of time doing it in faith, not knowing where it was going. Um, I just, I only have a high school education. Um, he would not let that be a stumbling block for me, because um, he was giving me everything I needed, you know, and so um, I, I just went with it, and I, I basically just dug deep, and spent time with him, and, and a lot of what's in the book is my testimony, um, it's not even really laid out like what I just shared, but I really wanted to put out there uh, what I feel like he's leading me to do. Um, which is speak to families and youth about the things that they're facing and the things that they're going to face and, um, and just show like shine the light on the lies that the enemy is selling them that so many kids are buying into through uh, social media and just the world and, and the junk in the world and just, you know, instead of it being a bunch of rules, which a lot of us grew up with just thou shalt not, don't do it. It's a sin. It's bad. It's wrong. And that did not work for me. I was born to have fun. I was born to be wild and free. I was born to, you know, uh, I was born for more. We were all born for more. And so I wasn't satisfied or fulfilled with just religious stuff. That was never going to be enough for me. So I chased, you know, my purpose in all the wrong places, in all the wrong relationships in all the wrong ways. But when I found out who God really is and how this whole Christian life really works, I was just ecstatic because it's so good and it's so fun and it's so fulfilling and life-giving. And so I wanted to put that down in a practical way in a book. Um, I also, you know, so many people, so many of my friends, my community, people that we know, I mean, my age group, we didn't grow up with these charismatic, spirit-filled churches. We had uh, we had what we had, and that was good, yeah. but so many people don't understand the prophetic. They don't understand the gifts of God and these things, and so I really just wanted um, not only to speak to families and youth about almost like how to activate your walk with God in your family, but also... Um, just practically put down, like, we can talk to God, we can encounter God, and those kind of things where it's not so big and scary, you know, and doesn't, um, so I feel like um, there's more, obviously, that I want to do than what's just in the book, but but just touching on a few other things that are in the book, um, I kind of start building a foundation of, you know we're made for more and that kind of thing. But we talk in the book, which I I am really excited about um, these things. But I talk about um, your mind and the renewing of your mind and just how the brain works. And I talk about cyberspace and the dangers and the threats of pornography and all the things that I. No parents are not talking to their children about that they need and they don't know how to talk to them about it but this is all in this book on how to talk to your children about it but not in a condemning way not in just a rules way because without relationship honestly none of this stuff matters so I talk a, a lot in the book about God's design for sex and Uh, talk about drugs and alcohol and all of those things. And, and I make it personal and practical, but yet um, bring in like the love of God and identity is a huge part of the book. And just knowing who we are in him and just knowing his love for us is where it all begins. But the it's also, you know, the most important part, honestly, um, of it is the story of redemption and the story of his love and again, identity. And so I hope that, um, other people will, will get it and share it. And I hope to be able to share it, uh, someday in almost in a teaching setting. I'm working on doing that a little bit right now, um, online, I'm trying to get that together and. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a little bit of about the book.
0: That's really good. Um, yeah, that's really awesome. I love how, um, even reading through this, I haven't read through the whole thing yet. Um, but even reading through it at the end of each chapter, you have, um, almost like it's, it's almost like set up like a devotional, but it's more of like, it's almost like a book and a workbook slash devotional all mixed together, which I think is really cool. I'm not one for devotionals, but this, content's really good because it has a lot of practicals in it because you start I think in some of the chapters you talk about you know uh, transgenderism you start talking about the brain just like kind of the practicals and the issues of those things that kids kids deal with now and so like you know when I was in high school yeah we dealt with you know kind of drugs pornography stuff like that but now it's just way more accessible it seems and there's way more drugs out there now than there was back then like back then it was just regular stuff like drinking alcohol, smoking weed with my friends. But now there's like, you know, a bunch of other different stuff. People are taking what are the Tide Pods and stuff. Like, it's like, where did you, how did they even figure that out? Like, why, how are kids discovering that? And so I think that what you're offering here is um, so beyond what some other books are offering now, like you're giving a great healthy mix of the practical, but you're, you're almost like you're. The way that I see it is it's almost like Danny Sook would say like a hero sandwich, but this is more like an identity sandwich. Like you have you have the practicals and the issues and all that stuff in the middle, but it's sandwiched in with like how heaven sees you, like your identity here and now, like who you're who you're meant to be, who God says you are, like this is your purpose, and it's all mixed in, it's all sandwiched you know, right here with, um, all the other practicals and the issues in the middle. And so I think that's really, really, really cool. Um, I love, I love that.
1: that. That's a great, I was just saying, I love that. That is a great description. That's uh, yeah,
0: kind of what I, kind of what I saw, yeah. kind of felt in spirit and had to get super prophetic. Very good. Oh, this is a, this is a prophetic podcast. So, um, but I love that Um, you have such a heart for connection and communication. And so you being a mom, I know that that's so, I know that's really important in your home. I know that should be important in everyone's home. I know that's something that I'm growing in, you know, in my household, I have a, you know, about to be one year old. And so I'm excited to get into this book and read more about, you know, kind of the issues that kind of that you maybe have more wisdom on than I do. And so I'm, I'm excited to actually use some of these, um, discussion points um, whenever Noah's at the point to where he can actually talk. He can't really talk right now. Right now he's just ga on and and crawling everywhere. And so, but I think that this is going to be really helpful um, for me and my wife Lily. And so, and I love that it's just so much scripture because I think theology is so important, especially when you're mixing in a lot of the you know the issues that we have in the world and how kids are just kind of just, just, had, just kind the, of uh, sucked into this place. Um, just social media, pornography, healthy, you know, healthy self image, sex, drugs, and alcohol, all that stuff. Like, you know, even with social media growing right now, it's just, it's almost like you get sucked in super duper easy. And so, um, I didn't have this on the topic to talk about, but I feel like it'd be super relevant right now. And so, um, given with, you know, the times that we're living in with like, COVID-19. I, I kind of, for a minute, I felt like we were on the back end of that. And so, you yeah, now, you know, this video, you know, floods social media where you see this African-American male, you know, basically getting kneed on the ground by a police officer named, you know, George Floyd. And so, I mean, I'm sorry, my my, my I don't know. I don't remember the officer's name, but the African-American male was George Floyd. And so, there's been a lot of protesting. There's been a lot of peaceful protesting, but there's been a lot of, you know, people that are angry and mobs. And so you see people all across the world, you know, destroying their own cities. And even in our city, you know, Birmingham, Alabama, we've seen um, a lot of things. And so, you know, and personally for me, my heart has been so heavy and you could feel it in that. You can feel the, just the spirit of heaviness, the spirit of fear, just kind of, you know, just lingering. And so, um i would love to you know get your perspective on that as a mom like i don't know if you've communicated that to your kids about what's going on because it is real and so um you know if you have wisdom on that like how would how do you communicate to your kids uh, you know about this whole you know the racism issue that's all of a sudden you know surfacing more i mean obviously racism has been something that's been around for for years you know for decades and so but like right now, all of a sudden, it's become so relevant because this video has, you know, flooded social media, you know, in our society today. And so I don't know if you've, if you've had that conversation with your kids or with your, you know, your family, but I would love to get some wisdom on, you know, how someone like me or someone, you know, who maybe has kids that are just, you know, at the point to where they're starting to understand what's going on. Like, what do you say to kids like that right now?
1: That's a great question I have a um at home I have a ten year old and a seven year old and they are just at the wonderful ages and their hearts are so precious and you know I'm a big believer in just being super real with your kids and obviously there's certain things that are not age appropriate, but I've been really honest with them. they already knew about racism and they they have such hearts of love for, for others, it's just so much more natural to children. You know, uh, as adults, we get, our hearts get hard and, you know, and they, um, they've seen stuff and they've heard stuff. And uh, my daughter, where she takes dance, there was some protesting going on and a lot of shouting and yelling and, um, you know, and, and that takes me even to the social media stuff. There's a million opinions and conspiracy theories and and finger pointing and it's so easy for uh, and I'm speaking to myself for us to get to get caught up in all of that but what it comes down to um, is what is God saying you yeah. know and and I just I think with my own children, I have been very real with them and just said, you know, I've told them about the video and they were hurt and they were sad and I am too. And this is wrong. And this has been around. And it, it, you know, they ask questions. Sometimes it's hard for them to understand, like how could somebody do that? You know, um, why did that policeman not go straight to jail? And a lot of the questions that that people are asking across our nation and, and the truth is there is um, hatred and corruption all in our world. And that is why, you know, God has called us to be set apart and for us to seek him and he is our hope for the nations. And, um, you know, I I know that, um, you know, it's like I said, it's real easy, especially, and I, I have to take myself off of social media at times to get, to not get frustrated and agitated, um, But again, I go back to, okay, Lord, what are you saying? And what are you calling us to be and to do in this hour, in this time? And, you know, it's such an, for me, every negative, every trial, every every hardship is opportunity for us to be salt and for us to be light. Because I met the Lord in the darkest of times, i know that that's when he works the most when that's when we can be you know when we can be used the most when our voices matter the most yeah. and um and i think just living that out in front of your children and and uh, you know it you were talking about in my book the um devotional and prayer time at the at the end of the chapters will in in our family at night, we just, we sit and we just talk and we hang out. It's the best time of day of, of my day and of, of the day of our family. I mean, we have different activities. We're all in different directions. We have things going on, but almost every night we try to get together and we, you know, we ask if there's any prayer requests, it's, you know, it's nothing really major. It's really pretty simple, but we, yeah. we pray and this, the whole, this stuff that's going on in the world we're able to pray together and then we also we we take time at the end of our prayer and we say okay holy spirit do you have anything you want to say do you have anything you want to show us do do you have any picture or image you want to give us and I am telling you, that is my kids' favorite part of every day. Yes. They're like, okay, mom, let's talk to the Holy Spirit. And we have I a know. book and we write some of this stuff. I'm like They cannot wait. And we lay there in silence. So and, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes, I mean, my kids will see these amazing prophetic things or, you know, white feathers or white swords or, you know, these things that speak to us. And it's just, it's and it's beautiful and it's awesome and sometimes it's sobering and sometimes my daughter has wept you know um because the lord has put something on her heart i mean it's just giving god space and time to encounter and interact with um with us and with our families and i'm so passionate about that simple little thing doing that and how much it it feeds our family and, and excites our children about their relationship with God. And that is the thing that they have to have to um, walk through this life successfully and to go down the path that he has laid for them. Mm.
0: That's really, really good. That's really awesome. Um, that just inspires me to to do that with no. I mean, right now, he just doesn't understand, um, but I know every night me and Lily say a prayer over him and, my, I always make it my goal every night when I lay him down is to make him laugh because I want him the – the last thing that I see when I go to bed is him smiling because it just brings me so much joy. But, um, yeah, I just – I think that's so, so cool that you did that and that you said, you know, giving God space. And um, There's a verse in uh, – I think it's in 1 Corinthians or maybe 2 Corinthians. Um, I don't remember. I'm just going to look for it really quick. Um, There's also a verse in Luke where uh, Jesus is actually talking to disciples. He goes, you know, he even says that he reveals, you know, revelation to, to children. And, you know, he's being symbolic, but he's also being literal too. And so I believe that God shares revelation with children too. There's no junior Holy Spirit in my opinion. And so um, I think it's super amazing. Um, I can't find that verse. I don't know where it's at, but it's, such a solid, solid verse. Um, if I find it later, I will. Anyways, but that's really good. Um, uh, you mentioned something uh, before we got on that topic. You mentioned something about uh, how you didn't even realize you were writing a book, and it turned out to be a book. And so, because I remember, I, I remember it when you came to me uh, right. I think it was right after I had launched my book. Or I was about to launch it. You're like, hey, I need to get in touch with your guy um, or Nick, so we could, you know, I can get my book going and. And so it was funny because whenever, whenever I was inspired, whenever, whenever I had my encounter with God and he, you know, he, he told me playing his day, hey, let's, let's write a book together. And I was like, okay, sweet. I was like, what are you going to write about? And he was like, well, let's write about the prophetic. And so, and I had, I've already had these. I, had, I love to, to journal. And I don't know if you, anybody else out there loves to journal, but one of the best ways um, to steward the voice of God is to write everything down that he gives you. Cause that shows him that you are a steward. It's not about in your works, but it does show him that you trust him with his words over your life. And so some, I journal everything. If I'm not on my journal, I put it in my phone. I'll go back and journal it later. I process prophetic words through journaling, but I had kept, you know, numerous journals of like, I went on this prophetic journey with God. And so I keep separate journals. I keep a journal that I'm just like, I keep to just, you know, um, to really just communicate the things that I struggle with with, you know, with people or just on my personal journey with God as a son. And then I keep journals for just for, just for prophetic, like prophetic words, dreams, processing, but all of those journals that were geared towards the prophetic, all those journals actually turned into my book, things that I learned and like experiences and encounters what I had with people that encountered God from a word that I gave them. And so I think it's beautiful that you kind of had the sim- the same kind of similar experience where you had just been writing about your encounters with God and kind of what you learn growing in your, in your relationship with him. And it turned into this amazing um, book. And so I think that's really, really cool.
1: Thank you. I, I would love to share one little thing about the prophetic. Just um, yes,
0: That's why we're here. <laughs> you know,
1: yeah, I love it. Um, so the funny thing uh, about that in my life was, um, you know, I didn't really understand the ways of the Lord until I was 27 years old. I had never heard anything about the prophetic. Um, I had read parts of the Bible, but never never knew anything about prophesying or the prof- the prophetic or, or anything. And, and so, um, you know, I got, I had that encounter with the Lord. And then honestly, um, you know, I, I'm getting sidetracked here, but, Okay. I, uh, I, I just heard a verse like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And, yeah. and I, um you know, it wasn't that I was afraid of the Lord. The fear of the Lord for me was not afraid. It was that I did not want to miss anything that he had for me because once I realized he would encounter me, it was like, Oh my goodness. I mean, it was so easy for me at that time to quit drinking and to quit getting high and doing the things I was doing because I was like, I want to hear from the Lord. Like he's going to talk to me. And anyway, I went to, um, for the first time ever, I I drove like 45 minutes to go to a spirit filled church uh, with a friend. And um, it was amazing. And I just had never experienced a church service like that. And when I left, we were just so filled with the spirit and and we were driving home. And again, I'd never heard anything about the prophetic and we're driving home from that service. And um, all of a sudden I just shouted out, I want to (laughs) prophesy. And I, I mean, it was like, I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't even know what that was. And so I I think the Lord just knew because I I, I can be a, I can be a skeptic of things. I was kind of taught in that religious way. And so that came so out of my heart, just from his heart, you know? And so it it showed me that it was safe and that it was good and that it was something that I was made for. And while I haven't attended, um, school in the prophetic or anything like that, I know that God has made me to be an encourager. Yeah. Um, I know that it is the thing that really shifts and changes, uh, you know, because, you know, many people can, uh, pray and it's awesome and it's beautiful. And, but I know that when you prophetically speak to others, it gets their attention because it's the heart of God for them. And I have in my own ways been able, um, you know, just within the community, not just within the church, um, to be, that voice at times in it just, you know, in, in little ways, it doesn't have to be anything massive or profound. And I believe that in the times that we are in, that God is really calling us to mature in the prophetic and to grow up in the prophetic, because that is the voice that will shift and change. That is the voice from heaven coming through us. And we are citizens of heaven. We are you know, we are living from there to here. And, um, you know, for me, like I do, I get caught up and my heart gets heavy and what's going on and I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to think, what am I supposed to do? What do, you know, what can, what can I change? What can I do? And always growing, always checking the motives of my heart. Um, but I know that when I lay it down and just listen to him and trust him and even wait at times, he always comes through, he always reveals he always shows me um and one verse that I wanted to share that um, has just kind of been something for me in the last year uh, my son last year very very unexpectedly was diagnosed with a uh, rare autoimmune disease, and this verse uh, and I don't know if it's the one you were looking for that would be really cool if it was, but it's second corinthians it might be four seventeen and eighteen but We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us an eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison, because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but what is unseen, for what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal." And what has helped me in the hardest of times, um like when my son was diagnosed and and other trials and challenges and and the things that we're facing in the earth today is like focusing on eternity, yeah. focus on heaven, focusing on jesus we you know we all know that, but just speaking it to myself like not, you know, the things that we're going through, the, the troubles that you're facing, the pressures that you're facing, the, whether it's sickness or financial problems or um, grief uh, or loss or whatever it is, when I turn all of that and focus on eternity, and again, back to, you know, what the Lord showed me, we're, this is such a temporary state. We are living for eternity not just to die and go to heaven. We are living for uh, the eternal realm that we can bring into our lives every moment of every day. And any challenge and any trial is is a wonderful opportunity to be able to do that. Those are the times when I feel the Lord the most, and I feel the closest to Him. And and in my life, um, I have. I have learned to depend and to lean on him as much as possible. I mean, I will be doing the laundry and I'm talking to Jesus. It doesn't have to be this like big grand thing. It's just, he's there and he's with us and it's all the time and it's every day and it, it's, it gives purpose and meaning and value and it's what we live for.
0: So good. And that's true. I mean, we should, we shouldn't limit our, our quiet time with God, we shouldn't limit our time with God just by, you know, our morning devotionals or afternoon devotionals that, I mean, throughout the day we can commune and we can have conversation and, and be with God. That's called practicing the presence. And so that's something that I've learned to do in the season that I'm into is practice more of the presence everywhere I go. Just saying, okay, God, like I just want to engage with you, you know? And so, um, I love that you, uh, you said that you started talking about the unseen realm and kind of fixing your gaze, on not, you know, not always what you're seeing in the external, but fixing your eyes on, you know, the heavenly realm. And I think that was a passing translation, wasn't it? So that sounded yeah. like, it's so poetic.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, <laughs> something that I, I said, I actually did a morning man, video on that too long ago. Um, but it was, um, out of Colossians three where Paul saying, um, therefore you have been raised up with Christ to keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. And so I just think it's, you know, Paul's talking about the new self there. So like, we're not focused on our old man. We're focused on who God says we are. We're focusing on our new lives. We've been resurrected with Jesus. We died and we've been resurrected with Jesus. And so I just think that that's, that should be our goal. Our focus at all times, said, keep our focus, you know, on what's above. Like, okay, God, like, if you think about all the patriarchs in in Hebrews 11, like, all those guys were so like Abraham and Noah and like Enoch, like, all these amazing, uh, you know, all of our forefathers that had so much faith. Like, they walked in the faith realm so well. And so, one of the things I loved about Hebrews, I think it was in Hebrews 11, it said that, um, uh, I think it was Abraham that he was talking about, but Abraham was focused on the city that he had, which not been to yet, but he experienced it. And so I just think that it's so beautiful that we can focus our, our mind and our heart and our eyes. We can focus on, you know, the heavenly city, Zion, you know, God, I mean, heaven. And so I just think that it's um, super beautiful. And so I love that Paul says you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. And so we've been hidden, and that means people are seeing more Jesus than they're seeing more of us. Not saying that he, God God does want to show us off, but our goal is to make Jesus known, is to make him known. And so as, you know, as we uh, pull on heaven, as we live from a heavenly perspective, a kingdom perspective, people get begin to see Jesus kind of living through us, you know? And so I just think it's super beautiful. Um. My other question was actually was, you know, what does it mean to be a citizen of heaven? But I think you've already kind of, uh, I think you've already kind of uh, defined that for us by really kind of talking about that, unless you had something else that you really wanted to bring up, but I feel like you really defined um, what it is to truly be a citizen of heaven at that point. And yeah,
1: so, no, I, I think, I think so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And so, Um, I loved that conversation so much. I think, I think I just learned so much more about you out of that. I think I learned so much more about, um, this book, but also, um, just really what I'm going to be looking forward to when I get um, involved into more of this book. And so, um, some of the things, um, some of the things that I like to do on my podcast when I have interviews with people. Um, and so I actually was praying um, for you before the podcast and just kind of asking uh, the father, what he wanted to give to you, um, as a, almost as a love gift for me and him to you just for being so supportive of, of me and what I do and being so encouraging for me, but also just, you know, being on this podcast, my podcast obviously is to share people's God stories. Uh, when I have the interviews and just, you know, share about, let you guys share about your encounters. But, um, I just was praying for you and I just, um, uh, I have a word for you. And so I'm going to share that with you. And I'm going to let everyone else listen on that too, because this podcast is about the prophetic, but it's also about, you know, other people's God stories. And so I saw um, this picture. I went to his vision. I saw this picture of you and you had like the, it was the world, but it was like a, like a globe that you would have like on your home, you know, just like globes that you see sitting on your teacher's desk that you can kind of spin. Well, I saw you just have the world, like the globe in your hand, and you started peeling it back like it was a banana, like you're peeling layers off of it. And so you began to peel those layers. And as you did, um, you could actually see what was inside of the world itself. You could kind of see everything. You're, you're almost like you're peeling back the layers of like, like, oh, this is, you know. It, and I don't think you were doing it to, like, reveal, like, junk. Honestly, I thought you were, you were peeling it because you were – showing people, oh, this is the this is the, the actual this is the good part. And so it's kind of like when you peel a banana, it's like you can't eat the outer part the banana, you eat the inside of it, you actually eat the banana itself. And so I felt like it was kind of similar to what you were doing with the world. You're pulling it back, but it was like everything within it was actually really, really good. And so and I felt like um I feel like you just have such a huge heart um just for humanity. But I feel like you have such a heart for the world to know who Jesus is like I felt you just really do just have a heart to just tell people who they are like and I think that uh the most amazing thing about the prophetic is it's like people that are really good encouragers actually are really really prophetic too and so that's really how the prophetic starts it starts out of being a natural encourager and so um but I feel like your heart for families all the world is actually um you're actually helping them peel back the layers that prevent them from seeing the reality of the father's heart and so sometimes we feel like We have to um, deal with people's junk, but actually, that's God's job to do that. Our job is to bypass all that because God loves to God. God actually bypasses all of that stuff and goes straight for the heart. And so, I think that's what you were doing prophetically as you were peeling back that globe, the shells of the globe. You were saying, "Okay, God, like let's go straight for the heart. Like let's just peel back all the outer layers because all this stuff on the outside, this is just it's, it's our flesh. It's it's just a barrier that keeps us." from actually really experiencing the love of the Father. And so I just, you're peeling back that heart exterior because, you, like I said, you can't eat the outside of a banana. You can't, I mean, you probably could, but it probably wouldn't taste good. But you can't eat the outer shell of an egg. Like, it's what's inside of it that's really good. And so I really think that you have such a heart to really pull out that stuff that's in people's hearts. Like, hey, this is who you really are. Like, because you already live that lifestyle of, you know, I know what being a citizen of heaven is. Like I encountered God, this is who he really is. Like I'll never go back to, you know, who I used to be. This is who I am. This is who he's called me to be. It's so much better. And so I think that you have that stamp on your heart to actually um, show people that same thing, that same reality. And so I hope that blesses you.
1: Man, that blesses me and ministers to me a lot. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. And so um, guys, uh, thank y'all so much. For joining me on um, just my prophetic pilgrimage podcast with Alice and Michelle. Um, if you haven't gotten her book, you should definitely pick it up. Um, Citizens of Heaven. She does have a website, it's called thenoblecity.com. Can, it, can, can they purchase books off your website yet? They can. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. So I highly suggest that you go purchase that book off our website, go check out our website. You can also purchase my book, Navigating the Prophetic, off my website. It's called PropheticPilgrims.com. Thank you guys for joining, and we will talk to you guys really soon.